Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Hey, Steve Stein here. And what I want to help you with is taking some of these open chords that you're learning how to play and trying to expand them a little bit by what I call coloring them. Now, we're not going to get all involved in all of these different names and, you know, you're already learning chords, okay? But let's have some fun with some things. So what I want to explain to you is what I refer to as finger exploration. And basically what it is, is if you're making a chord and you have a finger that's not doing anything, you can learn to set it down to color your chord. Or you can even learn to pick your fingers up to color your chords. Now, there are literally anything you do, any way you would put your guitar on the, or your fingers on the guitar is gonna create a chord. Because remember, a chord is just a bunch of notes at the same time. But some chords sound better than other chords. So finger exploration is something that I learned a long time ago when I was learning how to play songs and I would hear people go, like wow that sounds really cool and it didn't require the guitar player to have to move to a different chord it was just adding or subtracting something from the chord to change the color so you'll notice here uh, when I'm on D I'm just putting my pinky down on the uh, first string third fret and it's changing the sound because that finger's not doing anything anyway, so I could add it on, and you'll notice it sounds really nice when I add it on and then I take it back off. Now this particular chord is referred to as a, it's a D major chord, we know that, it's a D chord. When we add this on, it's called sus4. Now it's a weird term and we don't need to worry about what all that means, all that kind of stuff, I'm just telling you that's what it is called a D sus4 okay and it sounds really nice it's like it it makes the chord kind of like it's 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 on the the um, the edge of a cliff okay and then it resolves when it goes back we step away from that cliff and all of a sudden we feel comfortable again so it adds this little bit of tension and then it likes to go back to this again now does it have to Music doesn't have to do anything. You can make music do whatever you want. But commonly, that's what you do with it. Now, another really cool one you can do with the D, or any chord for that matter, is to take something off. Now, I could take my middle finger off the guitar. And that sounds really neat too. And that likes to go back to this as well. So I get... Now, when I take that finger off, this is called a D sus 2. This was a D sus 4. This is a D sus 2. Now, again, I want you to worry less about the terminology because, again, as humans, terminology means 
sus2, sus4, well, what does that mean? And how does it work in theory? And how do I play it over every other chord on the planet? And that's okay if that's where your journey is taking you. What I want you to understand is I just want you to have some fun exploring the chords that you're making, okay? If you're working on D and you're getting really good at D, these are just some simple additions or subtractions that you can make to the chord that makes it sound a little more interesting. You don't have to use it all the time. It's just an idea. So again, I don't want you to go off and go, well, let's stop working on chords so we can learn the theory. Don't, don't get sidetracked. Okay, just have some fun understanding that you can take fingers off. And you can go, wow, I kind of like the sound of that. And the way I was introduced to all of these sort of colorizations wasn't because I had some sort of book or whatever to, to learn all these different things. It's that I was learning songs and I would hear guitar players do things, right? So I'd hear a song and I'd go, well, what is that? Okay, like uh, Stairway to Heaven, when it goes. So I'm going D sus2, D, D sus4. And let me show you what it sounds like. And that was really hard for me to do, was lining it up, going da-da-dum, trying to strum and get those to work. But that's what's happening. So before I ever knew it was called D-sus-2 or D-sus-4 or something, I was already learning how to play Stairway to Heaven, not understanding what the heck I was doing, but having fun replicating an iconic song that meant a lot to me, which made me want to play even more. Okay? If I take uh, Patience by Guns N' Roses, same idea, but it sounds like this. So again, it's got that same idea happening over this D, and all of a sudden I was going, oh, so obviously people do this a lot, and then the what is it called came in, and much, much later was what does it mean? But the first step was how do I do it, right? Let's have some fun. Let's make some music. Let's have somebody engage by listening to us. That's what I want you to focus on, okay? Always focus on the right thing. Don't get sidetracked. Okay, so that's a really neat one you can do. Well, let's move to another chord and give you some other things. Let's go to this A. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Or A minor, either one. What we're going to do is we're going to add and subtract on the second string. It's a really easy one to do. So if we're on A, we're going to add on the third fret of the second string. And then take off the second string. And if we were on A minor, we would still do the same thing. Second string, third fret. And they sound really nice. 
Now, are those the only ones you can do? No, you can explore anything. Okay, you and I could sit here for five hours talking about how many different crazy things we could come up with. I'm just showing you some that are very easy, that are easily adaptable to what you're already learning. So D or D minor, you can add and subtract, right, by adding this or taking off. A or A minor, you can do the same thing. You add third fret of the second string or take off. Or, which works really well, okay? C, on the other hand, is a little bit different. C, a really good, there's two I'm going to show you, okay? And again, I'm not going to get all involved in names. I want you to explore the color, the creativity of them more, okay? So this is C. A really good one to add on is your pinky on the second string, third fret. Sounds really nice. And you can take that first finger off. It's kind of like a, um, it's kind of 70s Seals and Crofts kind of thing. Um, okay, so with this C chord, what I'm doing is just adding that pinky on the third fret of the second string. And then going back to C, and then taking that finger off. And again, I don't want you to worry about the names or anything like that, but with this kind of chord, it kind of reminds me of like 70s acoustic stuff, like John Denver, or Seals and Crofts, or, or you know, that sort of thing. Seals and Croft, you know. I don't know, it just sounds really cool. Um, another one that you can do over the top of this is taking your pinky and putting it on the third fret of the fourth string. And then, and then. And again, they don't have to be, you know, fast like that. You can, you know, whatever it is that you like. But the point is, is if you have a finger available, you just set it down somewhere. That's why I call it finger exploration is you're just, you know, if you take a D chord, for instance, and you do this. And I set it on the fourth fret of the first string. Again, you might love that sound, but you might go, wow, that's really weird, right? So you'll know with your ear, it's not defining it in a book necessarily. It's that when you set your finger down, you're going to decide whether or not that's a sound that you like. Like with a C chord, I could set my pinky here on the first string on the third fret, and it sounds really nice. It's really easy to do. I do it all the time. Set on the second string. Do it all the time. Set it on the third string. I like that sound too. It's a little different. Set it on the fourth string. You'll just notice that some of these chords like to go back home, right? They like to go back to their original sound. And some sound fine without it, okay? So that's a really nice one to do. Um, if you're dealing with G, for instance, if you're doing a four-finger G, you don't have any fingers to add, okay? But if you're doing a three-finger G, like let's say you're doing this G, what I like to do on this G is sometimes I'll add this on here, on the first fret of the second string. Kind of like that sound, okay? And again, I don't want to go through like a dictionary of, well, there's 80 million things. It's just having some fun exploring some ideas. E, you could put your pinky down on the uh, second fret of the third string. 
but you can't take that finger off because you're going to wind up getting an E minor chord. So that one's a little more limited. Now, what you'll start learning as you keep going down this guitar chord rabbit hole is there are thousands of chords. You don't need to know thousands of chords. You need to know what works for you. Okay, so you don't want to go buy a, you know, chord book with 40,000 chords and start trying to memorize 40,000 chords. You need to find what works for you. Right now, the goal is to learn functional, usable, major and minor open chords. And all we're doing is trying to learn how to have some fun. Once we've gone that, that first step and we've learned how to play A, or we've learned how to play C, or we've learned how to play D, or A minor, or whatever, what are some simple elements that we can use to color that chord to the next level? That's all. Just having some fun. That's all it is. Okay? That's where creativity and songwriting and all these other things can happen. So it's not always, it's by the book and it's in the manual and this is, it's not always like that. Sometimes it's just sounds. It's just sounds that create very cool sounding chords. I guarantee you when uh, Jimmy Page was writing, he wasn't sitting there thinking, well, I'm going to do this in the key of whatever and then it's the dominant chord of the something in the music theory of this. He's just going, wow, that sounds really neat. I like the sound of it, you know, and and it all, everything can be defined just like the world is. We can define literally almost everything on the planet, but that doesn't mean the definition comes first. A lot of times the creativity comes first. Definition can wait, okay? So have some fun with this. See what kinds of neat stuff that you can come up with and stay positive and have fun. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, all right, since we're having so much fun with open chords, I thought I'd show you something else that's really cool that you're going to be able to use in a lot of your songs is taking those chord shapes that we've talked about, these open chords, and how we can use capos and things like that to move them around. Well, sometimes we're going to move them around and we're not going to use the capo. So what I'm going to do here is let's just take a look at this. Let's listen to the D chord once. If I play it right here. Now listen to this. If I move it up two frets, I get this. See, I can move these chords around and I get different kinds of sounds, okay? Now, there's a song, for instance, by Extreme called Wholehearted. And what happens is I'm going to take this D chord and I'm going to go... See, you can make up lots of really neat things by learning how to move chords around. Now, that song wasn't created by, you know, the, the guitar player Nuno Betancourt using a bunch of scientific whatever. He's sitting around with a guitar practicing and going, nah, that sounds weird. But this sounds pretty cool, you see? Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. 
Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to guitarzoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at guitarzoom.com.